Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got the other half of our kind of positional different sides of the football preview. On Tuesday, we had Rowan on. He did a great job covering the offense. Today, we're going to switch gears to the defense, and we've got another new voice to introduce to the pod. Adam will be on here from time to time to kind of do this new version of the podcast that we're rolling out with myself and, and some other voices joining uh, to talk some Wisconsin football, Wisconsin athletics, you know, the drill. So Adam, you want to go ahead and give everyone a little bit of a background on yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me uh, first off. Um, yeah. So I am pushing 40, <laughs> but I, I lived in Madison for a while. Uh, pretty, pretty much my formative years of sports interest. So I'm, um, Badger fan, Packer fan, Brewers fan, um, then moved up to the enemy up to Minnesota. And uh, yeah, so I've lived here for a while. I do play by play for a small radio station up here in East Central Minnesota, uh, WCMP. If anybody uh, is listening from around that area, um, I also had a podcast. I don't do that as uh, anymore. It, it might revive at some point, but I did that with my brother. Uh, Brian and uh, my friend Andy and we did that for a while and uh, so I was looking to fill up some time I've been a Badger fan forever so uh, this is a great opportunity for me to just indulge and really dive deep into Badger football basketball and whatever comes of it 
Yeah, we're excited to have you. It's nice to have, um, you know, I know the listeners the last few months have just been listening to me talking to a microphone and to have some couple other voices on here will certainly be a, a good one. And having a passionate Badger fan to talk about this Wisconsin football defense will be a great preview. In case you guys missed it, go check out the offensive preview that came out on Tuesday. And then, of course, next week we'll have our Big Ten preview. We've got another guest for that. And then we have our Illinois State game preview, and we've got another guests from the Illinois State side lined up for that. So exciting times here for the podcast with some new voices, some new expertise on there, which is great to see. Let's go ahead. We'll get into the Wisconsin football defense now. lot gone, but still it feels like this defense is going to be pretty solid overall. Maybe not a top five defense in the country, but with Jim Leonard at the helm, with the talent that he's amassed over the last few years in these recruiting classes, you feel like this defense is going to be pretty good year in and year out, no matter what they've got returning, what they've got departed. So Adam, we'll start. What are your kind of overall feelings about this Wisconsin defense? Well, we're, we're pretty spoiled, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about the defense um, taking a step back, but that will still put us in the top 10. I, I don't know anybody who's arguing that um, you lose a lot. You lose uh, eight starters, um, which, you know, with simple math, will get you three, uh, returning starters, but you have a lot of players that have played a lot. And then you get into these uh, positions that we're going to uh, dive deep into, but you, you might lose the top end talent. I, I think that seems to be the trend that I saw when really looking at this, you lose the top end talent, but you'll really f- have more depth. Um, I, I think notably in the, especially the inside linebackers, I think the depth there is stronger than it was uh, last year. Yeah, absolutely. I can, we'll certainly get into that when we get into that spot, but yeah, you know, last year you were going two, maybe three deep when the other two weren't available. And now you may not have, like you said, the top end talent there, but you've got maybe four or five guys that you hopefully can feel good about putting on the field as the season progresses. So overall, I think this defense is going to be really solid. I think, you know, the secondary, which we'll also, we'll get into each position. I like what they brought in in the secondary to fill some holes. I think the defensive line, outside of just Keanu Benton is going to be phenomenal as well. So this defense, it's kind of gotten to a point where I had a thing in, in one of our write-ups today. I don't really worry that much about Wisconsin's defense. Almost year in and year out now, you expect this group to be at worst, you know, a top 15 unit across the board in most statistical categories. And, and I would expect nothing less um, as you get into this season. So as we kind of switch gears into talking about each position, we'll start with the defensive end room and we can kind of merge the defensive line and nose tackle Keanu Benton into that kind of as well. We'll just talk defensive line um, on the ends looking in terms of starters. I think you've got pretty established starters there. Isaiah Mullins who played a lot last year and then Rodas Johnson will likely be one of your other defensive ends. there, trying to replace one of the most, I think underrated badgers of all time and Matt Henningsen on the defensive line. And then, of course, in the middle, Keanu Benton, a phenomenal player, all Big Ten guy, going to be an NFL draft pick this you know, upcoming April. I'm really excited about this group. I think Ross Kalaji has done a great job with this group, kind of elevating them to that next level in terms of a defensive line. Wisconsin in the past not always had the strongest defensive line. I think this group is going to be pretty solid. So what do you like about the boys up front? Well, I, I like um, – 
I actually like the depth there. Um, Keanu Benton, definitely the star of the defense. Isaiah Mullins has had a lot of experience. Um, James Thompson and Rodas Johnson both have had Mm -hmm. good camps, um, especially in this fall camp. Um, And that's really good to see because the defensive line is really the anchor of the defense and that sets up everything behind them. So if you have a strong, um, you know, three down lineman that, that really, that really boosts your defense a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like that you mentioned, um, you know, James Thompson jr. Too, almost more of your, you can kind of get a good rotation. And I think Jim Leonard does a great job of this, of putting the guys out there that are most comfortable in certain down and distances. So you look at a guy like Rodas Johnson, maybe more of a run stuffer, but James Thompson jr. Maybe more of a guy that can get off the edge and, and put some pressure. So having, three, four, five guys that you feel good about on that line is, is certainly a nice place to have. And, and there's other, you know, younger guys that we haven't really seen a, a lot of, but could blossom into something as the season goes on. So this room, I think in terms of, you looked at five years ago where this defensive line room was at, I think they've made a lot of big strides there. So I think this group's going to be really solid and especially against the run. You know, I think those three that we've talked about will, will stuff a lot in the run. And I know in the past defense, they kind of just, eat up blocks and open up things for the linebackers, but those guys will wreak plenty of havoc uh, in the past defense as well. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it, it's Wisconsin plays a lot of team defense where, you know, that, like you said, the defensive line eats up the blockers for the linebackers to get into the backfield, which really allows the uh, secondary to play physical. So if you're able to get those defensive linemen, not just to eat up blocks, like you said, if they're able to actually make some plays on their own, that really makes it tough for an offense. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this group. I know I, I keep saying that, but it's just Isaiah Mullins. He's a guy that has, has paid his dues and played a lot and, and is, I think, going to blossom this year. Rodas Johnson, the same thing. James Thompson's a guy that people have been excited about out of high school. So him to be getting a, a positional role is, is certainly exciting uh, for this defensive line. As we move on back now, we'll work front to back. We'll start on the outside with the linebackers, and and you, of course, have one very established starter there and a star. If you're talking about Keanu Benton's the the star of the defense at 1A, Nick Herbig's probably 1A or 1B. It's, you could make any argument for either one being your go-to kind of defensive star, but they're both stars in their own right. Nick Herbig, preseason All-American by the AP, uh, announced on Tuesday. So he's going to be phenomenal on one side nine sacks last year likely could surpass that this year, which we'll talk about a little bit about at on the end, but what do you like about to start? We'll talk about him first and then we'll get into the other side. What do you like about Nick Herbig and his game and what he brings to this Wisconsin defense? Well, Nick Herbig is a uh, havoc in a body. He just causes a bunch of problems for the offense. Nine and a half sacks last year or nine sacks last year. And that really, <laughs> I mean, He's going to be the guy they're going to focus on, which really uh, opens things up for the other linebackers. But he's he's really a problem. And what what really surprises me about uh, Nick Herbig, he's really he is he's where I figured out that Wisconsin's defense is here to stay because he picked Wisconsin from Hawaii. And I don't know if you've I don't know how many of you listeners have been to Wisconsin in uh in January, it is not Hawaii. And he chose to come here because of the NFL talent that has come through here. And uh, it's really paying dividends 
um, as he gets into his, is it his sophomore year or his junior year? I don't know. He's, he's going to be gone, I believe after this year. So, uh, but yeah, so he's uh, keeping that, this legacy going. Yeah. He will be entering his, his junior season uh, out of St. Louis high school in Hawaii. It's crazy that he's all of a sudden uh, a junior, but like you said, very well could be off to the next level next year, but an established starter likely this year's end uh, at all big 10 player. And, and maybe we, we see, like you mentioned him taking on a little bit more blocks, a little bit more attention, maybe the numbers, not, I don't think they'll necessarily drop, but could they level off maybe, but that should, if that's the case, open up plenty for the other side. And the other side is where I think it's a little bit more intriguing because Nick Herbig, if he's ready to go, is going to be out there 99.9% of the time, but the depth, that you want to develop an outside linebacker. You've seen it the last few classes. They've got some guys that they feel good about. I think right now it's it's a mixture of, of C.J. Getz, the senior at outside linebacker. You've also got Daryl Peterson, who sounds like he's a solid, had a solid camp. The redshirt freshman, T.J. Bowlers, also probably in the mix, as is, is sophomore Caden Johnson um, from St. Paul, Minnesota, Minnehaha Academy. So plenty of good talent that's came through the last couple of recruiting classes. Now you're likely going to start seeing, but what do you make of the outside linebacker that's going to be opposite Nick Herbert? I I think it's going to be a lot of the same and it might change from, it might even change from week to week. Uh, like you said, CJ gets seems to be holding off Daryl Peterson uh, for that starting spot, but that's nowhere set in stone. And they've been really excited about TJ bowlers. He's, he's really kind of, uh, built his body the right way in this offseason. And he, I, I think he's I think he's fighting for some playing time. And Caden Johnson uh, from Minnehaha up here in Minnesota, I mean, they they just, Minnehaha Academy really pulls out those athletes. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah, I'm excited to see, again, you know, if, if for the listeners that follow Wisconsin football recruiting, which a lot of them do, you you've paid attention to guys like, Caden Johnson, Daryl Peterson, TJ Bowlers throughout the end of their high school careers and now into, you know, for some of them going into the redshirt freshman or sophomore season, they're going to start really being on the field quite a bit. And I think this group is, is really fun to watch. Another one, Aaron Witt is the all like, what could he be type of guy at outside linebacker, 6'6", 250 out of Winona, Minnesota, just looks like a absolutely athletic freak of a specimen. Um, I know he's been banged up, kind of been on a uh, walking boot and stuff like that. But overall, I think you feel comfortable when you have a pillar at the outside linebacker room like Nick Herbig. It's good because you've got one side shored up. You don't need to worry about having two, like on the inside, which we'll talk about in a minute. You've got two inside linebackers that you've got to replace. On the outside, you've got one that you can rely on to make sure guys are are in the right spot and kind of be your vocal leader on defense. And then whichever guy takes that job on the other you know, side with so much talent in this room, will certainly have earned that spot. So I'm, I'm super excited about what the potential for this outside linebacker kind of pass rush group can be. Yeah. And it, where's that right now? Uh, I, I'm pretty confident in where they're at with numbers um, where, where it gets iffy is if somebody gets hurt for two, three weeks, it uh, puts pressure on, on that uh, outside linebackers group. But right now where they're at right now, if they have a normal season and you know, there's, bings and bangs everywhere but uh i think they're in a decent spot in numbers and with talent in those numbers the two deep 
I totally agree with you. And yeah, that, that's certainly something. But having a few guys that you feel good about as you kind of, and thankfully this year, the schedule certainly helps, which I think we'll talk about a little bit here at the inside linebackers as well, a little bit lighter on the front end to get some of these guys more comfortable in terms of their spots. But you look at inside now as you move from the outside linebacker spot over to the inside linebacker spot, a lot to replace here. There's no really other way around it. I mean, you've got Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel departed. Mike Mascalunas, who was your reliable third guy, also, you know, now is done with football, stepped away from football. Um, solid career for him as well. So you really have a wide open room there. But I think the guys in camp have been impressive. Again, guys that if you follow recruiting, they've worked their way from, you know, a, a nice prospect in the high school level into learning the system early in their career and are now ready to take that next step onto the field. We saw flashes of guys like Jake Chaney, Jordan Turner last year, Tatum Grass. So they've got a little bit of experience, but now it's time for them to take that jump and be, you know, full-time guys. So who do you like at that inside linebacker spot? Um, right now I have, this, this is nowhere near set where I have the starters is Jordan Turner and Tatum grass, but let, just like that second outside line linebacker spot, both these spots could change from week to week. I'm, I mean, we obviously don't want that because you want the consistency, but I think they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of young talent. Um, so we'll see where they go from there. Jordan Turner is, was even the best. I, I believe the best linebacker in pass coverage, even last year. So you're mm -hmm. going to get that part of the game. You're going to improve there. Um, you're not going to get the, um, you're not going to get the pressure that got from, you know, Sanborn and Chanel, but you're going to get the pass uh, defense from Jordan Turner and Tatum grass. Um, so, and yeah, so that's, that's a good spot to be. Yeah, I think overall, I know maybe if a common Badger fan, if they don't follow the recruiting closely, and nothing wrong with that, recruiting is a lot to follow. I think you'll quickly see that this group of the the Jordan Turners, the the Jake Cheneys, the Tatum Grasses, whoever it's going to be, I think is ready to step up and be a full-time inside linebacker. Now, are they going to produce the way the those two did last season? Likely not, but those two were freaks in their own right and have been phenomenal for seasons. Um, at Wisconsin so it's hard to fully replace that with just one or two guys but if you have four guys that you feel pretty good about I think you're going into the season again with a little bit lighter schedule at the front to get their feet wet will be um, a nice perk for them at that inside linebacker spot the other name I should mention who I think has the chance to just be an absolute freak the next freak at Wisconsin you might know him because he's from Min originally from Minnesota Rosemont Minnesota Jake Rotzloff so athletic kid, former hockey player, um, also a football player, I think as the redshirt freshman, maybe not right away to start with some of these other guys, but I think by week eight, nine, a guy like Jake Rotzloff could be working his way in the mix, as well as, you know, an incoming freshman, Aiden Vaughn, another athletic freak there. But overall, again, I think I'm really excited about finally seeing what some of these guys that we've paid attention to for years, um, what they have in that full-time role. Yeah, I, I think Jake Rotzloff is built in the frame of a um, Chanel, Leo Chanel, um, just a freak of an athlete and just physical as all get out. Um, also, Muma John Meta as well. He, he's and then Brian Sanborn has had a pretty has turned mm -hmm. some heads this camp as well. I don't know if he's quite ready yet, but uh, he, he's getting noticed. Yeah, again, you could really I think by week 
six, seven here feel if things go right and, and, and guys kind of get their feet under them, you could be talking about an inside linebacker group that, you know, in spring ball, everyone looked and said, oh my gosh, you have so much to replace there. And I think based on what you've seen from this group in the past and the potential that I think is there, that that kind of worry will be dampened a little bit. And all of a sudden you'll feel comfortable about what they have at that inside linebacker room. It's scary at first when you don't see Chanel and Sanborn out there, but I do think this group will be pretty solid overall. Working our way now down to the secondary, we'll start with the cornerback room. Talked about at the top, a ton of transfers coming in. Of course, have a lot to replace here again. Multiple starters from last year's team gone, multiple year starters gone. But I like the guys that they brought in, power five transfers from quality programs. You got Cedric Dork from Kentucky. You've got players from UCLA, Toledo. And then you have your whole host of guys that you still had on the roster. Dean Ingram was one of them. He's moving over to wide receiver, but you still have Alexander Smith. You've still got a young guy coming up in Ricardo Hallman, who I've always um, been really high on, who's been on the podcast before. I think a, a really solid player there as well. So again, new names, but I think this quarterback room has a chance to be pr pretty solid in its own right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, you you got to take this with a grain of salt because of where the defense is right now, the, the quality that they're playing. Out of all the positions, this is the one I'm most concerned about because I feel like an injury could really mm -hmm. uh, pull this thing out of motion. Uh, but like you said, right now we're, we're doing fine. Um, I, I think the fact that they went after transfers that were longer in the tooth, a little older, I, I think they have quite a bit of confidence in the younger uh, DBs in the room that they're not, they're just not ready yet, but they feel like they're going to be pretty soon. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think this this older group that they kind of brought in seems to me to almost be, I mean, you don't bring in three transfers for, you know, just for any reason. I think this group will kind of be that bridge the gap to that younger group that you haven't necessarily, like some positions you've had it where you felt good about the transition, you know, next in line, stepping up, cornerback with, you know, with that extra COVID year, some guys coming back, some not. That room with some departures as well. They kind of had this gap between, you know, the freshman, redshirt freshman into, you know, all of a sudden having to take on bigger roles with some of these transfers that, that they brought in kind of helps you feel comfortable and also work your younger guys up until they're ready, which I think was a phenomenal move. And I'm, I'm glad that Wisconsin was very active in that transfer portal and get some of these guys in. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and there's a big question. I want to know how, where Alexander Smith is in his recovery of a hamstring. Um, I know they said that he'd be, will he'd be ready to play if it, the game was tomorrow. And I know they could be, they very well could just be being cautious, but I, I'd feel a whole lot better if, <laughs> if I, when I see him play. Yeah, absolutely. He, he played such a, a great, role last year as that you know he, he could play on the inside uh he could play on the outside super comfortable with where he he was at and now coming back for a senior season that's the guy that you want out there and and can really help elevate this group be a, a good go between because I'm sure there's a little bit at first I'm sure there was a little bit of animosity not animosity I don't want to say the teammates weren't getting along but when you're a younger guy expecting to take that next step and all of a sudden three older guys come in 
you kind of need someone in that group that kind of meshes them all together. And I think Alexander Smith could be that guy that's the older player that was developed in the program to kind of mesh that whole group together. So this group, while relatively unknown overall, I think could be a, a fun one to watch. Yeah, and, and not to mention Samar Melvin um, coming off the bench. He, he's had some playing experience as well. So um, I think that's somebody to keep an eye on, see, see where he ends up. Absolutely. But yeah, overall cornerback room, I think they're in, I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of injury. If something does pop up, all of a sudden that moves some things around, especially if you have one or two guys that go down, um, just getting banged up week to week. But overall, with the spot they're at, I think this room has some good depth um, and I'm excited to see what they can do again. I got more guys that you followed um, in the younger side, but also some older guys that are coming in and that have played power five football, you know, Kentucky, UCLA, Toledo, those are high quality programs that they brought in and hopefully those guys are ready to take the the field and and step up in a nice way in that cornerback room. Additionally, in the secondary, you had multiple departures there as well. Colin Wilder out of the mix, Scott Nelson out of the mix. But with him, with those two departing, you finally, I think, get to see who Wisconsin fans have been excited about since almost the sophomore, junior year of high school, Hunter Wohler likely step into a starting role, along with John Torchio and some other guys in the mix. So what do you make of this safety room? Uh, just like everything else in the defense, very deep. Um, I, I think outside of Hunter Wohler, I think everybody is um, good to great. I think Hunter Wohler is at that great category, very athletic. Uh, you, you don't have that. I don't believe you have that top end talent like the rest of the defense, but you have depth. There with Titus Toller coming back, um, Kamoy Latu transferring in from Utah. And then it's interesting that Al Ashford is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of underrated move that didn't get a lot of talk about um, this offseason, but him moving over from corner to safety, likely they did that for a reason. So interesting to see what that could be as well. Yeah, and it's it's young talent uh, for the most part. So I I think the ceiling is high, uh, but don't be surprised if they're prone to mistakes from time to time, which is, which is scary in the secondary, especially deep in the secondary. So, I mean, there, that's something to look out for as well. Yeah. I I think this group, while you like what you have with Hunter Roller, um, I I do think he's going to be a phenomenal player um, for Wisconsin and and likely could be from the jump. I like what they brought in Kamoyla too, as well. I like John Torchio while he, he, you look at him, not the fastest, not the most athletic kid out there, just kind of a guy that's always around the football. I think what you just mentioned, prone to mistakes, could certainly be something you see with this group. And the nice part is you you kind of work them in early with a lighter schedule to start. Um, but overall, I think Jim Leonard will have this room pretty well coached up. The, the, the tough blow for me in this room, I was really excited to see him play and finally get a shot a guy that's been banged up all throughout his career and kind of gave you that speed threat was Travion Blaylock, who went down with an ACL, likely going to be out the entire season. That kind of shifted the safety room around a lot, um, which was disappointing because I was excited to see if he could put it all together because he's that speed freak athletic guy that you really wanted to see finally get a crack at it being, you know, a senior and and go down with the injury was certainly an unfortunate, um, a tough blow for them at that spot. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Could you imagine a uh, Travion Blaylock, Hunter Wohler 
safety um, starting starting too. Oh my gosh, that would be fun to watch. Um, something I I forgot to say this when I, I was talking about the being prone to mistakes. I, I think the defensive line will make up for a lot of that. They'll the the way they they'll be able to get pressure. I think they're going to be able to cover up a lot of those mistakes as well. Yeah, I, I think overall this group will I think be able to cover up each other from level to level. You know, there's going to be some weeks where the secondary has some growing pains. There's going to be some weeks where you're making some mistakes at linebacker, but hopefully the depth that you've accumulated at every position can kind of help you. I don't want to say cover up the mistakes. They'll likely correct them, but I, I think these different levels with the depth they have will hopefully be what allows this defense to be that top. I, I feel you know, when you're looking at only three returning starters, a top 15 defense seems crazy, but it's not to me. I think this group will likely be up there. And it just, again, goes to show how kind of spoiled we've been at Wisconsin in terms of having these defenses year in and year out that no matter the names, you feel pretty comfortable about. Yeah, but do we have somebody who's able to do a backflip at 320 pounds in the sand, though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's got to be on a scout tape somewhere. Like, that's a great point. That is a great point to pay attention to. I don't know if they have that missing piece, but they've got plenty of solid pieces on this defense overall. All right. Well, that's kind of the, the overlook of each position, you know, position by position spot. So we'll go ahead. Now we're going to get into similar like we did on the offensive side of the ball. We'll go ahead and get into talking about some over-unders. Um, we've got some interesting sack, you know, kind of conversation, interception conversations, similar to what we did on the other side of the ball. We'll get into that here after a quick ad read. All right, guys, I've talked to you about it multiple times before, but I've got to mention homefieldapparel.com, our great and beloved sponsor over there. Make sure to go over and check them out if you're getting ready to get some new gear for the college football season. They've got their Wisconsin collection, a beautiful collection to get you ready to head over to Camp Randall these next few weeks. Adam, if there's uh, Minnesota listeners, they've also got a Minnesota collection up there, as well as multiple other Big Ten teams. They've got teams from all over the country. They've dropped you know, random schools like Youngstown State was one of their most recent ones, an incredible collection. So even if you're just looking for some incredibly comfortable gear, T-shirts, sweatshirts, crew necks, the whole nine yards, they've got it over there at homefieldapparel.com make sure to go over there and check them out. All right, getting into some over-under prop type conversation, similar to what we did on the offensive side of the ball. Let's go ahead and start with the sack output because I think that one is a fun one to, to kind of start with for Nick Herbig. We talked about it earlier, nine sacks for him last year. Do you think, and we, we, we I, I'll preface this by saying, we did kind of talk about him getting more attention this upcoming year going to every defense or excuse me, every opposing offense when they're looking at the defense is going to be keying in on number 19, which could maybe hurt his numbers a little bit just because he's going to be getting so much more attention and blocks than what he did, especially early a season ago. So I put the over under at nine and a half. He had nine last year. Where do you think he gets to in terms of an over under for that um, in 2022? I, I think that's an incredible number. I, I think that's almost right on. I, <laughs> I, I have it as an under, I have it as nine, but because of that reason that they're really going to focus on them, there's no Chanel and Sanborn there to take up all the blocks. So I think Herbig's going to get the majority of the attention for the linebackers. So I see him at nine. 
I think that's a fair assessment. And and similar to it, on the Tuesday episode, we had an over under in terms of Braylon Allen rushing props, and and both Rowan and myself went to the under. And I said that's not necessarily a bad thing because that likely means Nick Herbig is likely getting a lot of attention. But on the flip side, it's likely opening up a lot for these other, whether it be the inside guys or whoever wins out and is taking over that outside spot. So there's going to be a reason for that. Whoever's on that other side is likely going to put up some numbers that are impressive. And it's going to be because Nick Herbig is taking a lot of attention and blocks, you know, similar to the running back room. I said, Braylon Allen, likely an under in the number we put, but that's, I think, because a guy like Ches Malusi, Isaac Arendo are going to be, give you, uh, you know, a couple three-headed monster type attack that you feel good about. So if Nick Herbig is under that nine and a half number, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing or something to worry about at all, because I do think the other guys on this defense will make up for some of those numbers. Uh, you know, Jim Leonard's great at drawing up pressure. So somebody is going to be getting in the face of the quarterback consistently. Yeah, and you you have Nick Herbig getting those double teams. You're not able to double team the rest of them. And I think CJ gets and uh, Tatum Grass, whoever is out there with Herbig, it, they're really going to reap the benefits. And I think their numbers are going to go up with that. I, I totally agree with you. And that's why I was trying to figure out, but we don't know who that other outside linebacker is, but whoever is, is going to be enjoying playing on the other side of Nick Herbig because there's going to be times where, they're going to have so much attention, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a running back, trying to pick up a block on him, where it's going to come to you as an outside linebacker being one-on-one -on -one with the opposing tackle and, and trying to, to get to the quarterback. And there's going to be times where it might feel wide open for some of those outside linebackers. So uh, it's got to be a, a nice place to play outside or, excuse me, opposite of Nick Herbig. All right, up next, we've talked about the departures at inside linebacker, two leading tacklers from a season ago in Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. So someone's going to be making tackles for this defense, but who leads the team in tackles at the end of the year? A very interesting conversation to have. Maybe a little bit harder to know because we don't exactly know who it's going to be the starter, but if you're looking into your crystal ball, who would kind of be your best guess as the leader in tackles for the Wisconsin Badgers in 2022? So in this case, uh, question came up two names um, came into my head um, and just for the sake of um, change I'm going to go with Isaiah Mullins because the other one was Nick Herbig I think Isaiah Mullins is going to really just like how the other linebackers are going to reap the benefits of a strong Nick Herbig I think Isaiah Mullins is going to reap the benefits of a strong uh, Keanu Benton who's going to get a lot of it they're going to run away from Keanu Benton right into the arms of Isaiah Mullins I like that a lot. I think that's a, a really good pick. And and hopefully uh, a big year for him would, would spell, again, a big year for this defense overall. I think I'll, I'll go with who it's going to be in the inside linebacker spot is going to be an interesting one to see. I like what they got from Jordan Turner. I like what they got from Tatum Grass there. So I think both of those guys could be in the conversation because I think Jim Leonard's defense is just so designed for these inside linebackers to just eat up tackles. Um, where it'd be hard for me to, to go with another spot, but I'll say Jordan Turner. I, I really like his game, so I, I think he'll be out there, but I would not be surprised if a guy like Tatum Grass really impresses and all of a sudden is that next in line in terms of a guy that just maybe not the flashy player, but is going to rack up nine tackles a game and, and just be that lunch pail type guy. We've talked about on the show before. And one of I probably, it, it's, 
one of my favorite Badgers of all time is Ryan Connolly because he would be quietly racking up nine, 10 tackles a game and you wouldn't hear his name hardly at all. I think Tatum Grass could be a guy like that who just shows up and, and just tackle after tackle after tackle and, and really does a lot for this defense that maybe goes a little bit unsung. So I think it could be any of those inside linebackers, but maybe I'll give the edge to uh, Tatum Grass at that spot. Yeah, I, Ryan Connolly. Uh, he's he's kind of like a he's kind of like a superstar. I love him because his first action was when Chris Orr uh, came out with an injury, and hello, here's Leonard Fournette, and he just destroyed Fournette a few times. Yeah, he is he is someone that I was just a huge fan of at the of you know, and I I just loved watching him play because. If you if you just keyed in on him, you'd see him doing so much throughout his career. But we'll we'll shift back to focus here because I can talk <laughs> about and I'm sure you you know, him being a Minnesota guy um, that played at Wisconsin. I'm sure we could both talk about uh, him for for quite a long time. But a phenomenal Badger, one of my all time favorites. But moving on down the line, now this one is is kind of a difficult one, even maybe even more so than the other two. Leading the team in interceptions because it's hard to predict turnovers on a defense but we had to kind of throw out a third question secondary still a little bit up in the air but who do you think leads the team in interceptions or if you want you could flip it to um you know fumbles force fumbles anything like that but who's going to cause kind of that turnover havoc on the defense i i think it's going to be hunter Waller, and how i see it happening i think he's going to get his regular interceptions like a, a regular um secondary player would get but i think a lot of it is going to be predicated on the defense uh, creating pressure with the linebackers and quarterbacks are going to have to throw it prematurely and Hunter Waller playing center field is going to make up some make up some uh, space and just kind of pick it off. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I, I was going to go with one of the safeties. Hunter Waller is probably the odds on favorite. I also something about John Torchio. They, they call him the jewel thief for for, uh, for a reason. He's just a guy that's always around the ball right place, right time, making plays. So I could certainly see him being in that mix as well. But one of those two safeties likely going to be uh, the guy that leads that and, and is making big plays. We've seen it for the last couple of years, Colin Wilder, Scott Nelson, guys that have just been in full, and even John Torchio last year, and you know, a guy that's just around the ball, forcing turnovers, reaping the benefits of that front seven, making plays and forcing some throws. So I could see either one of them being in that conversation at year's end. Yeah, and I, I think something to really look forward to in the next coming years, I think Cade Iacomelli is really going to make a career out of that because he's going to be able to make up space that he shouldn't be able to, and he's just going to pick off quarterbacks who have no idea what's happening. He's an, he's a really interesting prospect for the Badgers. I, I was excited to see that they moved him to safety to start because he's just so athletic, and if he blossoms into what Jim Leonard and company want him to be, I think that's a, a great look into the future of that safety room um, as you move forward here with Katie Iacomelli, the incoming freshman from Pennsylvania. All right, Adam, that wraps up another episode of the show. Uh, thanks again for joining me. We'll certainly have you on. As I mentioned, Badger fans, Adam will be on throughout the season, as will Rowan, as will a couple other of our writers to uh, kind of mix it up, give you a new look of uh, this Bucky's Fifth podcast, keep things fresh. Uh, keep things different and, and have some differing opinions on there, which is always fun to see. So Adam, thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome and I'm really looking forward to 
keeping this going throughout the season. Absolutely. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up our defensive podcast. Go ahead. If you haven't already listen to the defense or excuse me, offensive podcast that came out on Tuesday. Next week, we'll have our Big Ten preview with Off Tackle Empire, and then we'll get into game preview uh, with Illinois State. We've got a correspondent from the Underdog Dynasty, one of our uh, SB Nation sister sites that come, come on and talk about the Illinois State Redbirds, because frankly, I don't know too much about them being an FCS school, but should be a lot of fun. And next thing you know, we'll be rolling into week in and week out Badger contest, which is a lot of fun to see. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin.